Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day right with a trip to, uh, to Strange Brew Coffeehouse. You know you want to start your day with one of their fine beverages, fine service, and fine people, and maybe some fine baked goods uh, while you're up there. Whatever you're looking for to get your day started, they've got you taken care of at Strange Brew Coffee House, Highway 12 and University Drive, and of course, as always, Brupolo in Tupelo. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to get maroon and white merchandise. Anything you're looking for, maroon and white, for yourself, for your family, for your car, for your tailgate, for your home gate. Whatever it is, they've got you covered at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. And yes, National Championship merchandise still available at College Corner. Humble Taco is Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It is the place to be this football season. They will be waiting for you out there on the patio. They'll have an ice-cold, handcrafted margarita or maybe a local beer waiting on you, some chips and queso, and then dive in to a unique menu that you just aren't going to find anywhere else. When you're in Starkville this football season, make sure you make a trip to Humble Taco and check it out, Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Robbie, it's been a long day uh, as we're sitting here. We had some power outages and some other things going on, but we are here to record now. We want to talk MSU football. Uh, Louisiana Tech game now just two days away uh, as you're listening. And for the Bulldogs, you know, I- I've got some do's and don'ts. I've got some ideas, you know, got to do this, can't do that, and you know, beyond just outscore your opponent and don't turn the ball over. And I'd like to maybe get a little more in-depth. For me, let me ask you my first one here. Let's Let's talk about Will Rogers and, you know, I don't know that yardage is the big number as much as yards per attempt is the big number. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm not saying, and, and we talked about this a little bit on, uh, I talked about this on Brian Scott Rippey's podcast that I joined him for, that it's not about him being able to throw the ball 40 and 50 yards down the field and, and hit those vertical routes. That That's one thing. He needs to be hitting intermediate routes, the deep ends, the deep drags, the the, the, the deep curls. The, the 15 to 20 yarders, the, the plays that can move the chains in one in one throw. That's, to me, what this offense lacked a season ago. The dump-offs were there, but can you take it to that next level in the passing game? You know, is, is it fair to say, do average more than 10 yards per attempt? Yeah, and it's, it's why the, the percentage is not that big of a deal, the, the completion percentage. Because a lot of these passes last year were dump-offs that are going to be completed because they're two-yard passes. What you'd rather see this year is more passes down the field, past the chains, moving the football, and making that defense creep up a little bit. Because it's one thing to go you know, 30 for, for 38 
passing mm-hmm. when you're doing it for like 225 yards right. or something right. and that's just that's not really going to to move the needle much offensively you're going to have to be you're going to have to get some big plays going to kind of put the defense on their toes a little bit and I think that's that's going to be important so yeah I, I agree with that I think you're going to have to get the ball downfield a little bit more instead of just you know little dump off passes here and there that that gets you two or three yards now, so that leads to the next question is, can they do that? I mean, you said 38 passes. So based on what I'm saying, they would be around 380 yards. I think you could settle for 350. Yeah. You know, if you're like nine yards in the t- I don't think anybody's going to quibble too much with that. Can this Bulldog offense in this first game be that good in the intermediate passing game? I think they can. I, th- I think they can. And I-, I think you're going to see more of a rushing game plan than – a lot of people think. I don't think they're going to come out and run the ball 28 times. Mm. But I do think you're going to see them put a little bit of a rushing uh, game plan into what they want to do against La Tech. I do think that's going to help things out offensively. And if you can just get – I mean, everybody talks about that Missouri game. If you can get that game plan just about every you know Saturday, if you get that kind of game plan, that kind of balance – I think everybody would be happy with that. You know, 100 yards rushing every now and then would be pretty good. What's the uh, the number yards per carry then? What's the do there? Feels like it yards needs to per be carry five. five five yards. Yeah. If you, if you can pick up five yards and get yourself in, uh, you know, second and five, third and two, or something routinely, mm-hmm. you'd be pretty happy with that. I think. I think that. I mean, obviously, when I say five, you know, two carries for ten yards isn't getting the job done. But if you if there's they there should be, what's the number for carries? I guess is the is, is there a do and don't there? So like the state needs to run the ball this many times f- during the game. Yeah, 15, um, is fifteen a good number? Twelve to fifteen. Okay, so then just a, just enough sixty six what uh, sixty to seventy five yards. Yeah, I, I when you set it out 75, like that. Yeah, I fifteen agree. carries seventy five yards. Yeah, that's going to keep the defense honest. That's enough. You don't have to run run for 150 yards in a game. You don't have to be that balanced in this offense. You just need something that says, okay, they could, theoretically, right on this place, they could run a draw right here. They, they could run a speed option to the left side. Will Rogers could could take the ball, tuck it up, and run right here. They, they just need something that says the offense is not going to drop back every single play and try to throw the football. So that's... That's just something that you have to incorporate here if you're Mike Leach, and I mean he knows it. He's smarter than all of us, but uh, you you got to see a little bit more of that this year, I think, for this offense to be really effective. And then on top of that, I mean, you just got to have more execution from from these guys. Everything that you're saying goes hand in hand. You need to get the ball down the field if you're Will Rogers. You need to run the football a little bit more to keep the defense honest. So, and, and like I said, we're not asking for. You know, ten yards a carry, or you know, two hundred yards rushing, hundred fifty yards rushing—just something that says they might run the football here. What's a sack number? So let's just, and let's let's go with what you said: thirty-eight pass attempts. How many sacks can you give up? And you're not like, man, he's having issues. Two, three, two or three. Yeah, I mean that's a lot. That's a lot of dropbacks. So you're going to see sacks every now and then from this offensive line. But it really, it's not. It's not just the offensive line that's got to be better this year. Quarterbacks have to be better. They got to get the ball out quicker. Receivers got to get in their routes quicker. They got to get in their breaks quicker to get to be open. So this offense is. It's so important for everybody to be clicking at once. 
It, it, you can't just have one guy making plays. Everybody's got to be clicking at the same time, and I think that's I think that's going to show a little more this year than it did last year because you have a year under your belt here. I think that spring was huge. Will Rogers with the wide receivers during the summer is big. Um, you know, after practice, they're they're taking routes and and Rogers is throwing the football. I think all of that is going to show up whenever the the game comes around that these guys are on the same page. I think you're going to see a lot more of that, and that's going to go a long way for Mississippi State because last year there was a lot of times where where thing were things were a little frazzled out there. I mean, let's be honest, the offensive line was not in step with each other. Wide receiver and quarterback were not in step with each other. I think you're going to see that be a little more tightened up this year. And that's going to go a long way for this offense. They're going to look a lot better in that regard, and that, that's going to be able to move them forward this year, I think. Let's switch it over to defense then, and let's talk about you know what some do's. And, uh, yeah, let, let, let's, have, let's have a don't on offense. What's, what's a don't? What's something like, can't do this? I mean, don't give me turnovers. Don't give me sacks. What's something that we're not talking about that can't do this? Drops? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and State, State wasn't bad with drops last year. No, they weren't. That that team caught more balls than the last two or three. I mean, that, those teams that Joe Moorhead had at the end of Dan Mullins' tenure, those guys were dropping a lot of passes, and I think that got cleaned up. But, you know, Steve Spurrier and, and Mike Leach, too, in some regard, will tell you that's one of the most important things for these wide receivers. Just catch the football. And, uh, you know, I go back to what Steve Spurrier said the other day about Quentin Torbor. Why is he getting more reps now? Why is he he looking like he's a guy that's in the mix? Mm -hmm. Because he's catching the football. Yeah. That's that's literally what was keeping him off the field last year. Spurrier said that he just was not catching the football. And he said in this offense, when you don't catch the football, there's going to be 10 guys right there that's going to be calling you on it. Yeah. Wide receivers, coaches—it's it's pretty noticeable yeah. if you're not catching the football. So, th- the plays are going to be there to be made for these wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the quarterbacks are completing 30, 30 to forty passes in this offense in a game. So you just got to catch the football and move the chains. Defensively, I look at Louisiana Tech. Austin Kendall's a veteran quarterback. Played at two Power Five schools. Uh, they returned four of their top five receivers, I believe. Where they where they're lacking. Uh, experiences in the run game so it seems like the do is take away well you say that zach arnett mentioned i guess i hadn't delved into this they have a transfer in they have two transfers i think okay one of them from vanderbilt Mm -hmm. and one of them from uh where's the other one from um i totally forgot somebody will tell us on twitter i'm sure i'm sure um but so they they have more they have more production than what's on paper right now from last season so there's really a lot of things like Zach Arnett said I mean you have to go back to West Virginia film for Kendall in 2019 to to get a glimpse of what he brings to the table there's really some unknowns going into this ball game you don't really know what LaTeX going to look like because they have so many new faces Holtz has always been an offensive coordinator that's very multiple he'll run he'll pass I mean you can't really pin him down to one thing so I guess if you put your on the Zach Arnett hat here you know, I feel when a team a team is not an air raid team. You know, it's one thing you shut down the run for an air raid team. Who cares? But any other team shutting down the run tends to to slow everything else up. Is that how you're looking at this too? The do might be let's concentrate on the run game. Yeah, and you you feel much better about the back end of your defense this year too. I mean, they shut down Georgia's running game last year. Mm-hmm. Not to compare these two teams, but 
State's game plan basically in that ball game was we're going to lock Georgia up, run the football, and they're just going to have to beat us through the air, and Georgia was able to do that because they have a great arm at quarterback and they had like two or three five-star receivers out there. You feel a lot better putting Jalen Green on the island, Colin Duncan on the island, Fred Peters. So you can bring some more pressure up front. You can you can tighten up the edges. You can make sure that those the running game is not able to produce. Because in an offense like that, and really for most offenses, that's kind of the heartbeat, the running game. If you can run the football, you can pass the football. And it's in some office offenses it works, you know, the opposite. But really the running game is kind of what makes an engine turn in an offense. And that's what I think that's what they're gonna want to do is kind of try to establish the run and then open up some big pass plays. You shut down that running game and the state's defense should be in good shape. I just I think State is going to be too talented on the defensive side of the ball to struggle against that offense. I could be wrong. I could I could be completely proven wrong. LaTeX can come out and score thirty one points. I I don't know. But I, I just feel like Zach Arnett's gonna have something yeah. for that offense to neutralize it. I agree. Um and then, you know, with Kendall a pretty accurate passer last year at West Virginia. Uh, you know, not 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 anything, you know, explosive or anything like that, but just, but just good. Just good. It feels like, you know, early pressure is a good do for Mississippi State. And and, and I always say the same thing about pressure. It's not always about a sack. Mm-hmm. It's just about flushing him out of the pocket, making him run, making him think when he doesn't want to. Yeah, you don't want a guy to get back there and get comfortable stay in his pocket, and, and go through his progressions. You want to be able to go in there, and you know he's already going to be playing in a hostile environment, more than likely. So you know you, you want to pressure this guy early on and make him doubt himself, make him doubt what this offense can do, because uh, the, we've, we've seen upsets from teams inside Davis Wade Stadium before, and basically those teams are coming out and they're having success early on and they're able to kind of settle in. You want to get in these guys' faces early. You want to make this, you know, a no contest pretty early in the ball game. And I think, I think you're going to see that from Arnett. I think you're going to see some blitzing from all angles. I think you're going to see Aaron Berlay in the backfield a lot. I think you're going to see Tyrus Wheat in the backfield a lot. Maybe some corner blitzes from Emmanuel Forbes and, and Martin Emerson mm-hmm. safeties blitz. So I, I think that's that's probably going to be his game plan: get in the backfield early and often. By that same token, though. You're playing a team that you feel like you can, you can, you can beat. Yes. You got a game next week against a Power Five school that's, that that feels a little more dangerous. Should a don't be you know don't be too exotic. Try to be as base as you can. It could be. You know, try to keep um, as much off film as you can. Do you think that's Zach Arnett's style though? He he strikes me as kind of a guy like, if you can beat me, you can beat me. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, Dan Mullen, we, remember we always would say, like, always keeping it vanilla for LSU or something. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Those first games were, you know, dive play, little curl route. He, did, he didn't really bring much out of the, the bag, so to speak, except for that Jackson State game when we thought the state was going to average 50 a game while Dan Mullen was here. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to expect uh, 100% from Arnett, but I, I do think we're going to see – some some pressure from him early on in that game. Another don't for me in this game is d- don't miss out on special teams yardage. Uh, you know, Tyler, Tucker Day a season ago 
was inconsistent. You know, had had some some issues punting the football. State needs, you know, when they do punt, they've got to to set their opponents up in in bad field position the, mm-hmm. inside the twenty. So for me, it, it, that's a big don't. Do you feel like? You know, I guess we haven't really had a chance to talk anymore, other than making fun of his name about Archer Trafford, but. Do you feel State's going to be better in the punting game this year? I do. I, I think anytime you have competition, that's good. And I, I think that Archer legitimately is providing some competition for Tucker Day here. I, I think that I don't think he's going to be able to just sit back and relax. I, th- I think Archer's going to provide some kind of a, a push here. So you know that and you know, the the punting game and kicking is pretty much settled, I guess. But uh, you have, I think you have some competition at, at long snapping. You have competition at kick return and all that stuff. So I, you know, I, I'm excited to see what the what the special teams looks like. They were so much better last year. I remember how terrible they were under Joe Moorhead and and you know tail end of you know they they were really inconsistent with with Mullen. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see the special teams unit just be. Pretty, pretty you dang felt good. good about it last yeah. year. For the most part. I think Matt Brock is a great special teams coach. I agree and it, with that. And he's he's very good at having you know legitimate competition and having some legitimate players at all these different positions. Long snappers, kickers. I mean, I look at some of these kickers that hadn't even really played yet. Those guys had you know offers or walk on spots all around the country. And he got him here. I think he's a well-respected guy within the special teams community, and he's going to continue to get some really good talent there. So I agree. I agree. All right, let's look at what Leach and Arnett had to say after practice, respectively, Tuesday and Wednesday, and we'll that's uh, we'll move into that. Brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Don't forget if you're looking to pick up something for the tailgate, you go to welcome, you want Welcome Home Beef products. Those are available at Val's Marketplace here in Starkville on Highway 12 or a lot of different markets across the state if you want to do your shopping before you get into town. They're in Collinsville and Louisville, Bahalia, New Albany, uh, Pontotoc, uh, Olive Branch, all over the place. And if your local market doesn't carry Welcome Home Beef products, you need to find out why. Both the uh, pre-cooked meals and, of course, the steaks, burgers, and roast, everything you need for the tailgate is available when you're buying Welcome Home Beef. Call them today to find out if you can get their products in your local market if you don't already have them. That number is 662-268-8148. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Our friends at Two Brothers Smoked Meats are ready for football season. It's going to be a tremendous football season at Two Brothers. And it's not just about... Uh, Everything going on in the restaurant. They will cater for tailgates. A little late this week, obviously, but if you're looking ahead to next week, order by Wednesday at noon. The email address, twobrothersstarkville at gmail.com, and you can place a tailgating order with them. And, man, you will be the envy of the junction if Two Brothers is catering your tailgate. Make sure you make a stop by in Starkville this weekend in the heart of the Cotton District to grab some smoked southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems takes care of you in two different ways. They back I'm sorry. They provide an incredible amount of services, of products, of technology, everything your business needs to grow, to thrive and to operate with more profits and less problems. But then they back every sale up with the kind of customer service you're expecting to get from your next door neighbor. That's what Advantage Business Systems is. They are your neighbor. They have been doing business in this state for 46 years. They're Mississippi first, just like you. Call them today. Find out how they can help 
you. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. You talked to Leach uh, after practice on Tuesday and Arnett on uh, Wednesday, obviously a, a later night on Wednesday with the power, uh, power going out and everything. Let's talk about Leach for just a second. Still, if we played on Tuesday, Will Rogers was when? When is he just going to say it? Is he going to just say he's it? not? He's not. Th- this is this is who he is. He's he's just he doesn't care. He doesn't care about what we so think. You, you think this is him more him messing with us than anything? I just think he just doesn't. He doesn't feel the need. I just think that he just doesn't feel the need. He's he feels like he's handling everything in his program and. He doesn't care if we know or not, and he doesn't want to give us any information. So be it. I don't, I don't even think he knew who Archer Trafford was. <laughs> Someone asked him about Archer Trafford, and he said, yeah, he's doing good out there. He's, he's said, competing. Yeah. Well, at, so, least, at least Archer Trafford is actually a player and not a coach like Jamar Chaney. Yes. That's how I would look at things like that. And then last year we asked how C.J. Morgan was progressing, who was out for the season. He said he's doing good in practice and – so, I yeah. mean, it's, I just – I don't think he really cares about no, that. That's fine, though. That's fine. Um, he he hit on the position battle that you and I talked about. Jaden Wally and Austin Williams says right now Austin Williams is ahead of Jaden Wally. Are, are, do you really believe at this point that Jaden Wally will not start for Mississippi State? Maybe not, but, you know, we talked to Dave Nickel on Wednesday night, and he kind of downplayed that because – and you know, I, I've I've had this conversation with with Paul Jones a little bit too. I don't think it really matters because I think both of them are going to play. Uh-huh. And Nickel mentioned too; he feels like they're going to have probably five guys inside that are going to play major reps. So you know i I don't make I don't make as much out of that as the people on our message board and on social right. media are. I, I think both of them are going to play a lot of reps. Right. I am surprised a little bit that. Those two are competing against each other. I, I kind of thought it was Williams and Calvin that were going to be competing with each other, but mm-hmm. Calvin's the guy that's kind of set in stone there. Yeah, which and, is just weird. Yeah, so which you know he's been in this system longer than anybody that's there. Um, he's a first year Mississippi State player, but this is his fourth year, I believe, or fifth year. Uh, one of the two. This is fifth year in this system. He did it at Washington State. Yeah. Knows Dave Nickel. Dave Nickel recruited him. So they feel really good about him in this offense. I, I don't really know what you know if if Wally is is getting outplayed by Austin Williams or if that's a tactic by the coaching staff. I don't know because we haven't seen them play in like two weeks. Right. So I. From what I saw in practice, I saw nothing wrong with with Wally Williams or Calvin. So, as long as you got those guys rotating, playing good reps, I don't think it really matters. What did Arnett have to say after practice on Wednesday? Oh, just talked a little bit about the game plan and uh, just making sure that they execute. They're gonna. He, he talked what I mentioned earlier about their running backs that they're gonna have, and then Kendall obviously is a, is a veteran guy, so they're gonna kind of have to be on their toes with that. I think he, you know, he seemed as optimistic as he's been. I, I don't know if he just, you know, had some banana pudding after practice or what. But he was he was in a pretty good mood. I think you talked to him too. I have talked to him, yeah. So, um, 
you know, he seemed to be bouncy out there. I think he's just ready to play. Yeah. I, I really think he's just ready to play. He likes the defense that he has. He's cautiously optimistic from what I could tell. Which is something for him. Yeah. So, um, now I didn't listen to his interview with you. It might have been completely different. No, it's about the same. Okay. About so, the same. I, like, I think I, he's just ready. As, as I was doing the interview, my first thought was, this sounds like a different guy. Yeah. And maybe, maybe just having the off season and having a full – uninterrupted training camp and having spring and everything has got him feeling better about his team than where they were. I mean, from they have to be better prepared. Right. You know, I have to I have to guess that much like Mike Leach, Zach Arnett was still teaching going into the first game. You know, my guess is he had he did not have his full defense installed at that point. Now he probably does. Um and also, you know, and this is one of the questions I asked him, everybody would love to have two great cornerbacks. But when you blitz as much as he does, having those guys is just invaluable, and so he has them, you know, and that that, that has to give him a little extra uh, added confidence. So I don't think we're about. Well, I don't think we're on the verge of seeing a kinder, gentler Zach Arnett. No, he's not going to be a nurturing. Yeah. Let, let them give up twenty-seven points, and let's see how he talks to us the next time. <laughs> let them give up three points. Well, I just didn't do a very good job coaching. Exactly. I just we gave up three points. It, it always starts for him. So we'll see. Yeah. So, but I think he's just. I can't say enough about what Zach Arnett did last year. Everything that you said earlier mm-hmm. that, you know, they he, he didn't have a whole lot of time with him. You know, he didn't have a whole lot of time with him, but he didn't have the personnel. Let's be honest. Yeah. I, mean, I don't I don't want to dog any of those guys cuz they played their guts out last year, but they didn't have the personnel last year to be a top 50 defense. I know they were yeah. 51st or whatever, whatever but Whatever it was, yeah. They're right around that spot. Yeah. That none of us predicted that to happen for Mississippi State Correct. last year. If they can be, you know, if they can be thirty spot, not not thirty spot, maybe fifteen spots better than that this year, I think everybody would take that too. Oh, would absolutely take. Because you think the offense is going to be better too. So, yeah. Robbie, tomorrow you will take part in a grand tradition: the first three P's of the Robbie Falk era here on Thunder and Lightning. Well, di- didn't we do baseball some? I hate to pull, I hate you, to throw a wet blanket. Why are you the way you are? Well, Every time I try to make something fun, you make it not that way. I hate so much of the things you choose to be. I just had to drop in a well actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thanks Toby. Uh the first football era be specific. 3 Ps for Robbie Falk. I'm excited. It should be exciting. We'll be with you tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. Until then, for Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.